the Kupalithis Podcast. Houston now controlling. All systems go. Welcome to the Kupalithis Podcast. My name is Nick Kupalithis, and this is episode 19, part three of the Spice of Life. We have been talking about the very unappreciated trait called curiosity, and I am trying to see a revival in curiosity. I love curiosity. And so we're going to jump right into content today, continuing on. In episode 17, introduce this idea of what it is to be curious. In episode 18, we were talking about enemies of curiosity. I hope you took some time there maybe to examine yourself, look at it, what's holding you back from seeking and seeing the world afresh. But today, we're going to talk about traits of a curious person. So I want to, hopefully by the end of this episode, you will have a few tools that help you figure out how to be more curious. And I've been quoting a lot of different articles and a lot of different people. And, and because, because this idea of curiosity, we can kind of just brush right over. And I don't think we should. I think this spice of life, this is the secret ingredient. I'm telling you. Um, you know, I, I haven't told this story. I'll tell this story. Uh, this all started because I was taking a Zoom class And this is like a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago plus now. And one of the things that they said in this Zoom class, they said, it's important to stay curious. And the way that I heard that was like the Dosakis guy, like, you know, stay thirsty, my friend. It was like, stay curious, my friend. And that's how I heard it, stay curious. And so I got, at that moment, I got the largest posted note I could get that was in my office. It's like, three quarters of an inch by like an inch and a half. And I wrote on that thing, stay curious. And I put it up on my wall and I was staring at that post-it note for like a few weeks. Actually, I don't know. Oh, there it is. Okay. It's still on the wall. And, but the whole, the whole idea of like, stay curious, my friend, it's like, what does it mean to be curious? And the more I was curious about being curious, I realized curiosity is really the secret ingredient for innovation for new discovery, for just happiness. So today, let's jump right into it. Some traits of what it is to be a curious person. All right, I'm looking at uh, the website, thefutureorganization.com, four characteristics of highly curious and innovative people, written by Jacob Morgan. And I'm going to jump right into this, all right? And I'm going to read right from the article. Curiosity forces the pursuit of new ideas, products, services, and methods of doing things. It pushes people and organizations past the status quo to find the newest and best ways to do things. What a force. It's a motivational force. I'm going to just want to say that phrase again. Curiosity forces the pursuit of new ideas, dot, dot, dot. It forces the pursuit. There's, there's a hunger and thirst for new things. The State of Curiosity Report is based on a survey response from 3,000 adults 
and discovered that highly curious individuals with the greatest potential to innovate each possess four distinct characteristics, okay? So here's four characteristics of highly successful people who are curious, all right? They're going to have these four things, I would say, managed in their life. Number one, are you ready? Number one, joyous exploration. This occurs when people explore and seek out new knowledge, which brings them great pleasure. This is where most people stop. They assume curiosity is just about exploring and tinkering the way children do. So joyous explorations like, hey, there's the kid over there. They love to explore. They love to try new things. But it's like, you know what? There's an adult, right? I, I don't think we, we praise the idea of curiosity enough. I don't really hear adults ever talking about curiosity. That's a kiddish thing. But where you find great curiosity, you find guys like Elon Musk. You find it in great innovators. You find it in people who are discovering new things. Um, joyous exploration. Joy, let's, let's not be so fast to grow up out of curiosity. So the, the first uh, trait or distinct characteristic is joyous exploration. Secondly, deprivation sensitivity. This occurs when individuals recognize there is a gap between what they know and what they want to know and try to close the gap. This press, uh, process can be messy, but often open doors for new learning and exploration. So deprivation sensitivity, meaning I recognize there's something in my life that's not right. Maybe it's a skill. Maybe it's a relationship. Um, it, there's something there. Maybe it's knowledge, right? That's what they're talking about. You're like, you don't know something, but you want to know. And you realize that don't know is big enough where you got to close that gap. So it drives you to be curious. Honestly, all of us have places of deprivation and we all should be sensitive to areas. So if in my relationships, whether it's my wife or whether it's my, my kids whether it's my church, what, I mean, whatever it might be, my friends, if I'm missing out on something, I want to figure out how to close that gap. Places where there's friction, places where communication is not going well. Well, I want to learn how to close that gap. So that's what deprivation sensitivity is. You realize that there is a gap somewhere in your life and you want to close it. And I would just say a lot of people don't like the idea of really looking at where they're where there's deprivation in their own life. And instead of being curious and fixing it, what happens is we don't like being vulnerable. So instead of trying to fix it, we shut down the conversation, we shut down the pursuit, and we leave it the way it is. Why? Because what the article says, it can be messy. But how many know that just because it's messy doesn't mean that it's wrong? You know, there's a saying, right, that says, like, out of your messiness, out of the mess comes a message. You have a message. Let it be messy. If it gets you to a good message, to a positive message, to a godly message, just let it be what it is. It's okay. So if you, if you sense or observe that there is a place of deprivation, whether in your knowledge, your skill, your, your, um, your relationships around you, you know what? Start to seek out 
the healing of that, the connection of that, the new vision of that. Um, don't shrink back. All right, so joyous exploration, deprivation sensitivity. What's number three? Openness to people's ideas. It's difficult to cultivate curiosity without being open to diverse perspectives and ideas from others and also intentionally seeking out new ways of doing things. You have to be open. You have to, uh, controlling people don't want to be open to other people's ideas. Insecure people don't want to be open to others' ideas. If you're an insecure leader, you don't want to hear others' ideas because what if they're better than yours? Openness to other people's ideas. Because when you're open to other people's ideas, it might mean that your ideas are wrong or, or they're not right or you have to be open. You also, I mean, it's a wonderful thing to be open to other people's ideas because you don't need to take other people's ideas. Sometimes it's just good to know different perspectives. There are some times where you know somebody else's perspective and actually it helps you to know that you're in the right perspective. But people who are not open to other people's perspective, it makes them weak, not strong. They, they, are, they, they are cowards and not filled with courage. This is why, um, you know, this is why free speech is awesome because we in America cherish the idea that you can speak what's on your mind and that in America we find that it's better to be open to new and fresh ideas than for a government to try to shut down every idea that's not their own and try to control the mass and try to control the population, even though, um, unfortunately, free speech is, is incredibly under attack. But we want to be open. If we're curious, let's, let's learn about each other. Let's learn new things and let's grow. So joyous exploration, deprivation sensitivity, openness to other people's ideas. And the last, at least on this list, is so important, is stress tolerance. And this is what it means. Curiosity can be stressful because you are exploring something new, unfamiliar, and uncertain. Not only do you need to know how to manage this, but you also need to help your team understand how to cope with it as well. This stress tolerance, I think, could be one of the most important things. Uh, and also, I guess it depends on what you're going for. But it's this idea that as you're coming on something new, you don't know what to expect. Something unfamiliar, you might not know how to relate with it something that's uncertain, you don't know how to control it. And so now your curiosity has brought you into a place where there are a lot more variables in your environment now. So how do you manage that? But I would also say to you, if you're curious, and a lot of times on this uh, podcast, I, I relate this to relationships, and I re relate this to kind of the relationship even to your own self, Sometimes what happens with curiosity, it brings you into a place where you have to actually confront yourself, and that can be stressful, where curiosity opens you up to a place where you realize you have to exchange something that's a lie in you or something that's not true, which is a lie, but something that is maybe uh, it's not right for you and you have to exchange that for truth. You have to exchange that for 
um, the realization. I mean, there's sometimes what happens is when you're, when you're this new discovery and I'm thinking right now about just becoming free, like being the best version that God has created you to be. But you realize that some of the examples and some of the experiences you have in your life have formed something in you that you have to, you've, instead of maybe, um, just trying to think how to say this, instead of really addressing it because it's hurtful and painful, you've worked around it and you've let it stay. But the stress tolerance really comes into the place where you're like, you know what? Um, I, I, I realize I rather have freedom and wholeness and be the best version of what God's created me to be because he's worthy of that than to remain the way that I am. But that can be stressful. That can be taxing. This is why you need good people around you. This is why you need encouraging people around you. This is why you need people that are going to pray for you and love you and, and, and help you walk through those things. And I think all of us, whether it's stress tolerance about like personal freedom or whether it's on our job, whether it's leading an organization, we have to realize as we're doing something new, there's going to be a certain pressure put upon us that's different. So... Here are four distinct characteristics of a curious person. Joyous exploration, deprivation sensitivity, openness to people's ideas, stress tolerance. This is what it looks like to walk as a curious person. Okay, I want to give you some real just practical, how do you apply these last three episodes? How do you, how do you become a curious person? And uh, we, we've touched on it, we've talked about it, but what I'd like to do is I want to use the acronym GOALS. GOALS, G-O-A-L-S. Why? Because first of all, your goal is to become a, um, a curious person, but goals, you're going to accomplish a lot more of your goals in life when you apply this concept, this trait, you stir it up the, of curiosity. So the first letter in the acronym is G. It stands for GO. As simple as that sounds, it can be difficult because you have to decide, make a decision to get off the proverbial couch and become a discoverer, become like Indiana Jones, finding new treasures, new artifacts, discovering and rediscovering the world around you and saying to yourself, it costs too much not to get off this proverbial couch. I want to be a person that's curious. I want to be inquisitive. Because in my life, I want to be a person that discovers the joy and the benefit of living this life to the full. So the first G is goal, go. The second O is observe. Observe. This is a hard one for us in America. This is a hard one if you're Italian, Greek, German like I am. You're Turkish all the different things that I am according to ancestrydna.com like all of it like because my personality is like hey I don't want to observe I just want to do so this one observe is important and let's put it like this watch and wonder watch and wonder meaning don't be quick to speak right don't be quick to speak be quick to listen so I'm going to go, but I'm not going with the agenda 
to solve every issue. I'm going to go and I'm going to just observe. I'm going to watch. I'm going to have perception. I'm going to open my eyes. This is for anywhere. This is whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your church, whether it's in your role, your title, your job. Just go. Be willing to that you're going to step out to be curious, but then observe Watch and wonder. Don't be quick to fix. Don't be quick to give your opinion. Observe. O is not for your opinion. O is for observation. Thirdly, right? G-O-A-A. Ask good questions. Not just ask questions. Ask good questions. This is a journey that I am on right now. What is a good question? Because there are questions that aren't helpful. Uh, There are questions that aren't necessarily good questions. Um, Sometimes it's not about necessarily the crafting of the question. Sometimes it's the the answer or how you evoke the answer in somebody else. But ask good questions. And so just a criteria for asking good questions, don't ask questions that have one-word answers. So um, like this. Somebody comes, you know, comes home from work. Did you have a good day? Yes, I had a good day. Kind of a one-word answer. Or how's like? How about this? Instead of asking, "Did you have a good day?" Say, "Did you enjoy your day today?" Wait, that's a one-word answer too. So, what did you enjoy about your day today? There you go. See, I had to work it out there for a second. I'm going to leave this in there. I'm not going to cut it. Out. What did you enjoy about your day today? Good. No, yes, no, those don't answer it. They're, they're bigger than one word answers. So it's, what did you, well, I enjoyed blah, 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 blah. So you're, you're not looking for, and sometimes you have to think through a question. That's okay. So, so what makes a good question? And then here, here's a little cheat sheet here. Go online and whether it's for your marriage, for your kids, uh, for your whatever, for your boss, for your colleague, there's lists and lists of questions out there that you can ask. So you're going to go, you're going to observe, which is watch and wonder, but then you're going to ask good questions. The fourth thing you're going to do is you're going to listen intently. This is also an art and a skill. You're not listening necessarily to think of the next question. You're not listening to necessarily give the response as quickly as possible. Do you know who listens really well Um, is uh, Jordan Peterson. If if you think about how Jordan Peterson is in interviews or sometimes, unless he gets riled up, he takes his time to listen intently. Sometimes that throws people off because if somebody is asking you, you're in conversation and you don't answer right away, they'll just um, interject. I have been guilty of that. And it's just recently I'm really working on um, recently the last year or two, really working on listening and then kind of commanding myself to have a conversation that's well thought out. So if I'm listening intently, I'm not trying necessarily always to even read between the lines or figure out their their motives. You know, at first I want to take people at face value, um, but I want to listen to their words. Like, what are they saying? Um, and, and, um, and, and, and so that's an art form, right? Uh, so if I'm going with courage and I'm observing, I'm watching, I'm wondering, I'm, I'm asking good questions. Well, you can do all that work, but if you don't get to the part where you listen intently, then you miss out on the treasure. So all of that work goes for naught because 
you haven't listened intently. And then after you've listened intently, here's the S in goals. Seek to understand. So you might have to ask a follow-up question. Or you might have to kind of allow that person to process. So in this thing, you're, it's, a, it's a process, right? So you, there's, there's, you're going, you're observing, you're asking, you're listening, but then you're going, I really want to seek to understand. So my follow-up question might be about your heart or where you're coming from or your perspective. Um, and I'm not just shutting you down because I disagree. I'm not just, I'm not just moving on because um, I don't feel like taking the time. So if I'm taking the time with you and I'm connecting with you, I want this to be my goal because, because by being um, a curious person, I'm going to achieve many goals. Um, and this is really practical. And I would just say practice, practice, try this on your spouse, try this on your kids, try this on where you, where you're, maybe you've already gone. So the G is checked off, but you know what? You just need to observe, watch and wonder, ask, listen, seek. You're just in this place where you're cultivating an environment in you of curiosity, um, I remember when I was a kid, I don't even remember where it was. I just remember as a kid going to the planetarium and just so enjoying uh, the, the story that was unfolding on the ceiling of the planetarium, the stars and the constellations. And I just remember that being a, an emotion in me of curiosity. And you know what? I want my heart to carry that environment, that culture, the planetarium, that where I don't see the world for just what is wrong, but I seek to find what's good and fresh and new. And, and maybe in, even in that, the things that are wrong or the things that are um, unrighteous, even seeking to figure out why they're that way and then changing the world. The biggest travesty I think would be you know, it's like you get on a, on a car trip and you get in the car and you're on a highway and you just pass through state by state by state. It's not that you, you don't stop and see the sights. It's, you don't stop and, you know, the places you stop is like, you know, the, the rest station, the gas station. Um, maybe every now and then you pull off and you see something else, but you miss a lot. And I don't want the highway of my life to miss a lot because I didn't know what it was to be a curious person and intentionally um, connecting to the environment around me. So I hope over these last three sessions, it stirred something in you to be curious. And I would just say, like, if this has touched you in some way, email me at kupalithas at gmail.com. What are the things that you are discovering? What are the things that are new to you? I would love to hear it. Thank you so much. God bless. Till next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Kupalithis podcast. Please consider supporting this by a donation at thekupalithispodcast.com. It is a tax-deductible donation. If you would like to write into the show, you can write me at kupalethis at gmail.com. Yes, you got to figure out how to spell that. But share, subscribe. See you next time. Just show up.